0: Welcome back to the third installment of The Takeover. This is Rowan Kent.
1: I'm Sam
2: Riegel. Ryan
0: Flattery. Great to have all of you back with us. The empire grows. The podcast expands. We're back and ready to talk about a bunch of different sports. And we're going to start off with college football. Actually, you know, Michigan's been kind of decent. They've turned the corner. I've enjoyed that. yeah.
1: Uh, I agree I I think I mean I said this the other day I think it makes the game against Ohio State more relevant more meaningful we have a chance to spoil their season I know Rowan disagrees with that (laughs) yeah that's
0: chance and and that's all it is it's a chance to spoil their season there's no (laughs) we if we
1: beat Ohio State I think we if we beat Ohio State and win our bowl game we could finish top 10 That's nice. That's a successful year 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 for me. That's a successful year for
2: me. It would be nice. Michigan football is still rolling. But it's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, it's not a playoff team. I think think
1: I'm internally raising my expectations and hopes, and I'm just gonna. (laughs) That's a dangerous road to go down. Don't do (laughs) it. Can't do it.
0: But speaking of a team that is expected to win, win out, and has been doing it all season, LSU. Do you either view see anyone? that could knock off LSU, whether it's regular season, SEC championship, where it'll be against Georgia, that's set, or the playoff, and the playoff right now sits as LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and a one-loss Georgia.
1: The only team that I, I think the, be, the team that has the best chance to, to beat him in a, in, a playoff, in a playoff tournament would be Ohio State. Um, I know that's kind of obvious, but Ohio State's really good. Georgia had that loss to South Carolina earlier in the year. I don't think they're. I mean, I think there's a, a small chance that they beat LSU, but I think Ohio State would have the best chance of beating
2: them. Not only do I think Ohio State has a chance at beating LSU, I think they do beat LSU in the playoff in the Natty. Wow. That'd be my pick. Wow. LSU uh, has had like a a less lesser schedule, but. The number one overall in offense, number one overall in defense. Well, LSU has the number two offense and number forty-six defense mm-hmm. in the country. I think it'd be one of the best games of the decade. But I think LSU would come out on top. Yeah,
0: I think with LSU, they average about one turnover per game. That's really good, and I'm sure LSU is very similar. But LSU does not give the ball back with an offense that is putting up about 48 points, as you said. They're the second best to Ohio State. I mean, I don't see it coming from Georgia either. The championship game is going to be entertaining. Fromm has shown skill. DeAndre Swift is a very good running back. He's from Philly. Yeah, okay. (laughs) He can play out of the backfield. He can catch passes. I just don't think that game is going to be close enough that sets up a pretty interesting playoff question, too, and that would be if LSU, which we all think they will, goes and beats Georgia. Yeah. Georgia has two losses, yeah. can you put a two-loss SEC championship runner-up over probably a one-loss Alabama if they uh, beat Auburn uh, and then a one-loss uh, Oregon I was if thinking they win back this. 12? I
1: was thinking about this. Like, If Georgia loses... like. I, I don't know if Alabama's. Yeah. I don't know if. Can you put Alabama in there, though? Without I think, Tua
0: especially. I might you might be Oregon, dude. I was yeah. thinking this, Oregon
1: might make their return to the to the CFB. I, I mean, uh, uh, playoff. When's I, I, the last time they were there? Under like, Chip Kelly?
0: They were probably there around 2015. Because 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. Washington made it and lost to Bama in a 1 4 game. Mm-hmm. Oregon made it the year before. They lost. They beat uh, Jameis Winston, yeah. oh, Winston. Oh, FSU. Yeah. Winston had just an awful game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, classic. And then they played OSU, I think, in the title that year. It was 2015. Yeah. It, they didn't win. They, they, never, they, did they didn't win. Won. Right. Yeah. They did not, <laughs> they have not win. Won. But that was the last time they were relevant. Oregon's good, man. I
1: think you got to put them in. I don't think you put Bama in. And if Georgia has two losses, I think it's Oregon. Yeah,
0: because the two-loss yeah. team's never made it. And I don't think there's any chance that Penn State... Upsets OSU. They would... That would create a much more difficult scenario. Yeah. You have a one loss Ohio State, a one loss Penn State, a one loss Bama, a two loss Georgia. I Ohio State would still make it. I think they would. I'm going to say this to us. Would Penn State push their way in? Would be the next question. If they two beat... loss Penn State? But if they beat oh. Ohio State, like these are. We're dancing around the issue of would anyone beat LSU, but these are worthy questions to ask as well. Yeah. Penn State would
1: have two losses though.
0: I don't yeah. know if they
1: in. The, what do you go, how many losses does Utah have? Utah's one. I'm not sure if I they're like on they go. track to play at Oregon, though. Yeah. It's also not a financial, probably not a financial
0: like gain for them to put Utah in the <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah, that's that's the conspiracy theory tinfoil hat you have on there. As much as you'd like. <laughs> I mean, Clemson wasn't a moneymaker until Dabo got there, and now they're considered one. Like, True. Th- it wasn't a big school. That's <laughs> one that I want to bring up. Clemson is a team that people have maybe not touched on as much because they haven't been super interesting. They had some close games early in the season, but in the past, like, end into week 13, they've had, like, a defense that ranks number one in the country in opponents' completion percentage, number one in opponent pass rating, and number two in passing yards allowed. That one's trailing Ohio State by only 2.5 yards heading into this week, and Trevor Lawrence has gone from, like, a pretty bad, August and September, where he had an eight touchdown to five interception ratio. In November, he has 10 touchdowns, no picks, 75% completion, wow. almost 11 yards through like, per pass attempt. He's gotten back on track.
2: Yeah, I mean, they did almost lose to North Carolina. But that was I early. Feel, was that real? I feel like that was only a few weeks ago. That was week three or four. They oh. rebounded
0: and had a really good late end of <clears throat> October to November so far.
2: Yeah, they, they could make some noise, but they just haven't like shown anything against any actual competition. I think they're not as
1: dominant as they were
0: last year. They've lost, guys, and it's been a very talented team since the Deshaun Watson times. Guys like Hunter Renfro, uh, Jordan Leggett on that offense, they've had really good wideouts. Their defensive line has been great. They're only... Great defensive player this year is Isaiah Simmons, a linebacker who's leading the team in like tackles, and I'm pretty sure possibly sacks too. Even though he's their middle linebacker, he's been great. But I think Clemson, Ohio State, that'll be just as good of a game as Ohio State, LSU, because of how talented those teams are. Yeah, I'm excited for
1: the
2: playoffs this year.
1: It's a good playoff. Yeah, interesting. Penn State has the chance to shake it up, though. I mean, there was that line like 18 points right now. I have the line. If it's, know, eight, it's, like eight, it's, well. it's like 18 points, yeah. I think. Is it? Wait, it's it's in Ohio State, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Either way, think, I'm actually not sure. I think it's in Ohio State, and I think it's like an 18 point spread right now. Like, it's a huge spread. Yeah. Penn State can't stop. I saw a statistic. They have about a 10 ish percent sack rate on passing downs compared to, like, otherwise a good O line. They get sacked a lot, and the quarterback back there can't make the plays yeah. against the OSU. Chase Young, I'm. Is he? He's gonna not be, he won't be no, back. No. It won't. He'll be back for our game, but yeah. he, won't, he won't be back. It for... won't matter because he's gonna whoop the, the. Everyone else will whoop Penn State. Yeah, like they almost lost to Indiana last
2: week. And Indiana's yeah, not ran, bad, dude. The bro. They're not bad.
1: <laughs> like that's a game next week that I feel like people it's take lightly. Uh, no, seriously, people take that game lightly because Indiana's like historically it, yeah. bad. For yeah, it's a, It, it could be a trap game for Michigan. You gotta like gotta go into that game with. You, you
0: gotta be ready to play. Yeah, they've been well-coached. I guess, thinking about LSU's sort of, the guy who's changed everything for them, Joe Burrow. Heisman leader. They've taken the odds off the board in some sports books for betting, based on how much of a favorite he is, <laughs> yeah. so... Do either of you see anyone overtaking Burrow for the Heisman? No. no way. <laughs> Being Alabama, in Alabama, it's, it's not
1: gonna happen. That's, that's a signature win. He's playing well. Insane offense, it's not gonna happen. But I mean, like, I guess I had the runner ups being Hertz Fields and Hubbard. I mean, something like that, but probably not a running back. Probably Hertz Fields over Hubbard, Hubbard, but. Yeah. I don't see. I mean, regardless, I don't think it matters.
0: Fields would have the biggest chance, I'd say. Playing Penn State, playing Michigan.
1: If he can win those two
0: games, yeah. And then whoever they would play in the Big Ten, if he completely vaporizes them and LSU either does not do well against a cake scheduled in the next games of Arkansas and Texas A&M. and ms ranked, but Jimbo Fisher's team really doesn't inspire that much fear in me, given no. the offensive onslaught that that LSU team has. It oh, would, it would yeah. take a big drop from Burrow, and it would take Fields just cremating teams, just destroying them. The only advantage I see with Hurts and Fields is they do things with their legs. Burrow has his 38 to six TD interception ratio, but both Fields and Hurts add like extra scores. They add yardage on the ground. Fields would have to just chew up without Dobbins getting in the way and start to just become the true undisputed guy for that number one offense. Is the only path I see to being close.
2: And Hurts has that 28 to three comeback last week. That was nice. 28 to three. Oh, did you, did you guys see the Falcons
1: tweeted like a like the yeah. like shake my head emoji or something, or yeah. like uh, the face up emoji? That was really funny. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Shout out to Max Karnick, your Atlanta Falcons, 28 to three. <laughs> so I just wanted to introduce that one as well.
1: Barry, Barry McCockiner said that team should stop going up 28 to three. When they get to 27, they should either go for two, or they should go for two, or just stop. Okay, MSU
2: blew a 28 to three lead versus Illinois last week. Was that 28 to 3? three?
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Wow. Is that god. the new most dangerous lead? The That's idea of hockey is a 2-0 yeah. game, the most dangerous lead is 28-3. Oh most my god. Seriously, so
1: go for 2 and you get to 27. <laughs> don't me. get to
2: 28. <laughs> we might be Danger. on something more. It's <laughs> dangerous.
0: <laughs> Alright, we're mostly in agreement LSU enters this home stretch with a lot of good games as the overwhelming favorite. And they're doing it cleanly. A team that is really in the news. Switching over to baseball, for being not clean, are the Astros. Ooh, now, the wow. Astros are in the news because former players and sources that are, of course, unnamed, as is the business and sports, are saying that the Astros have a team-wide sign-stealing program where they're hitting garbage cans to relay pitches. They might have buzzing bandages to do so. And they might be doing it through their video board. It could have directly contributed to that World Series win. You two are bigger baseball heads than I am, so I'm kind of curious what both of you think about this scandal.
1: Yeah, so I'm sure Flat, I know Flat's, Flats. seen the John Boy video. Have you seen the John Boy video of him? But it's just him ba- basically breaking down all of the the banging on the trash can. It doesn't. It's not. There's no way that's a coincidence. I mean, if you yeah. if you just watch it, like. There's a, a a consistent bang on all the off-speed pitches, and there's no bang on the on the the, the regular the, like a fat, the fastballs and whatnot. I, I think it's it's pretty egregious. Um, if this was college, I think their title would probably probably be vacated in 2017. I think if there's overwhelming evidence, it's something that we should consider. Now really? now yes, I, I do because I really don't like cheating. Now now something to to juxtapose it to would be to think about like I mean I don't know. New England Patriot, like Spygate or DeFligate, like all these other, you know, like cheating scandals that have occurred. I mean, no, like that would be a a precedent, like a historical precedent that'd be set if they were to vacate that title. But I feel like some sort of repercussion needs to happen. I mean, I just think using technology. Like there's one thing if you're if you have a guy on second picking up the catcher's signs and somehow relaying them, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I, have, I have no issues with that. Yeah. I don't think anyone has issues with that. as part of the game. But to use technology to put yourself at an unfair advantage to, to obtain signs, I just think is it's bad for the game. It's bad for a game that's already losing you know popularity among young people. And I just think it's like it's just dishonest. And I don't know. I think it can't go unpunished. Like it, something has to be done about it. And it it also makes me wonder. The last thing I want to say. How many other teams are doing this? Do you think like. Like, I know the Astros were the first to get exposed, Mike Fires kind of exposed them. And, and I think it's interesting, I, like, I think, I don't know, Garrett Cole didn't seem too fond about, like, returning to Houston, like, in some of his interviews. He wasn't wearing a, he was wearing a Boris hat, right? I don't think he was wearing an Astros hat. And I think maybe he wants out of this type of, like, dishonest situation. But it makes me wonder, how many other teams are doing this?
2: Yeah, that's a, we have no way of knowing if it's a league-wide problem and not just an Astros problem, just because the Astros have been really the only team exposed. Uh, but I think that if it is like a league-wide problem, like every team is doing this, that it's worse than the steroid era. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think that's how it'll be looked at. I thought um, about it fifty, hundred years from now. Is because think about it. If you take steroids, like it helps like the distance on how far you hit the ball. But knowing if there's a fastball and off or off-speed helps so much more. Mm. Just in terms of. Like being able to sit on the, a pitch, so like yeah, it's so much more beneficial for the pitcher, but for the hitters to know what's coming than just being a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be to go down as even worse than the steroid era. It's also like very bad. steroids were
1: on an individual player basis. This is like a team, like yeah, a team thing. Like, like every every player. every player on the team, like. Either whether or not they're actually like using it to their advantage, they know what's happening. Like I don't know if the pitchers were using it, probably not. But the hitter, like every hitter, was doing this. Like it was a team-wide thing. It wasn't just that one or two dudes, you know, taking steroids. Yeah.
2: So, so I kind of agree. It could be looked at as one of the worst. And then how do scandals. you? How do you like do that with like, the Hall of Fame? Because like Barry Bonds, Clemens aren't getting the Hall of Fame because of steroids. Do we just not let anyone in this era in the Hall of Fame if that's what it gets to? Well, for the longest time, I'd always been a proponent of the, the steroid wing. Um, like,
1: they should build another—no, seriously, I think there yeah. should be a steroid wing with McGuire and Sosa and Bonds and Clemens. And then there also needs to be a Pete Rose wing. Um, those, those guys all deserve their own individual wings. Because I think it's a part of—it's a history—it's part of history, you know? The, the Baseball Hall of Fame isn't just, like, a, like, honoring the best players. It's also, like, part of the history of the game. Like, going there was just, like, insane, like, how—you ri- look at how rich history— in, in baseball is and I think you need to have that and I think there
2: probably should be like a section about this now too I guess I don't know I mean that's <laughs> I'm just assuming that it's as egregious with every team as yeah, I think it could be yeah that's true
1: but I mean I don't know it's uh, something something needs to happen I think because I I don't know. The evidence to me was pretty clear, and, and it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. But I feel like there's no real like what what precedent do we have for for something like this? Yeah, we like, do. Like, really the Black Sox, like I mean, that like, was kind of different, but that was like a hundred years ago. With gambling didn't, and they didn't even win, so it didn't matter. I mean, they they threw the game. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like it wasn't like they could like vacate their title. Yeah. But I don't know. May that may be a little bit extreme, but. If you think about that ALCS in 2017, all of those games were really close at Astros Stadium. I think it was, like, 2-1, 1-0, like, whatever. They were all, like, very, very close games against the Yankees that year. Um, and I hate to, like, sympathize with the Yankees, but, like, because <laughs> I hate the Yankees. I mean, who doesn't? But, like, you have to think, like, if those if those signs aren't being relayed in that particular series, like, the, the Yankees were blowing them out in Yankee Stadium, and the Astros were, you know winning by one run at, at home. It was a seven game could series. Have been it, it really easily could have been different. Um, but then it also makes you wonder like, okay, in the most recent World Series, like all the road teams were winning. Yeah. So maybe they, yeah. were, so maybe they, were, I mean, like what, I don't know. Maybe they weren't doing it this year. I, like most in the World Series. I don't know, man. More information hopefully comes out, but I don't know. It, it, something needs to be done, I think.
0: I think, the, um, Something I found pretty interesting was a quote from the Astros General Manfred. Oh, no, yeah. We haven't done everything properly, but I do feel confident that in general, most of the time, we did things right and we try and follow the rules. We try to be good citizens and we try to compete as hard as we can. I can't think of a worse (laughs) PRC when your team is accused of cheating to say we haven't done everything properly. You're basically asking Manfred, the commissioner look harder to see if there's something else you haven't been doing properly. I think you brought up a good point, Ringo, of other precedents in other leagues. In the NHL, I looked, hadn't found a big team-wide cheating scandal. The NFL, you mentioned Spygate, where the Patriots violated the rules because you were allowed from certain positions to film other teams but they did it from the sideline of the Jets that was the big key there: is they flaunted the rules that way resulted in $500,000 in fines for Bill Belichick the most in the 87 year history of the NFL they were docked their first round pick for 2008 there's a more interesting one if you wonder about the NBA there's been little scandals here and there the most recent team-wide one was when the Timberwolves tried to sign Joe Smith, a fairly average white sort of like <laughs> NBA player, not a star. They tried to sign him to three straight, completely under market deals, like a million dollars, a million dollars, a million dollars, to get his rights to then assign him to a bigger deal. So they're doing like backroom dealing. David Stern came down on them by voiding that contract, cost the team five first round picks. And $3.5 million in 1999. I don't remember. Well, five first round picks? Yes. Wow. Their 2003 <laughs> pick was eventually returned, but that's still a loss of four first round picks. Four years in a row? It's, it was going to be five, but in the middle that's they brutal. got run back. That's, that's it's brutal. An immense, immense van hammer that I think the Astros could be looking at too. For one, those T Wolves didn't have Garnett yet. They were trash. That was a bad team. This is a team that won the World Series. And possibly won it off of cheating. You've got to be looking at a lot of picks lost, money lost, like the VP people and executives suspended or banned.
2: Yeah, international like signings or money. Just yeah, try to yeah. cut. And that's how they got all other players. Yeah, I think like
1: Altuve or a. a lot of good players come from Latin America. I think that would be so. They, they're they're really good talent evaluators. They have a bunch of good talent evaluators there. So I bet that probably cripple them, but. I don't know. It's different because they won, you know? Yeah. Like, all these other scandals, I feel like they, they haven't... No one... I mean, I guess the Patriots. Yeah, yes. The Patriots won, but... But the... I don't know. I think this is worse it than Spikey. It, it does feels different. It feels a little different. This is worse than Spiggy because this is actively cheating in a game to, like... Win. I feel like Spygate. I mean, and I'm not. It was bad, but like using film to like game plan for a certain game. I don't know. This just feels worse to me. I don't know you guys, but
0: it's nothing like deflating footballs to potentially get an advantage. (laughs) And that also. I mean, like the flake game was bad, but like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, This feels worse. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. MLB is still conducting their investigation. Yeah, there's so much unknown still.
1: Yeah, I bet more people come forward, and I I really do. There. I forget who it was. There was some dude, like, within the Astros organization who was recently fired, but, like, was apparently, like, a lot, like, a lot involved in this. And, like, I was, mm-hmm. I was reading an article. I, I honestly don't know that much about it. I was, like, kind of skimming this article, but they they're basically saying how this guy could, like, come out and, like, expose a lot of the things because he get, might have bad blood in the organization. So there's still a lot of info that'll, that'll come out. I don't know. Vacating their title, like, I know I said that earlier. It might be extreme. I don't know. But that's what this show is about. Yeah, it's a hot take. It's hot takes. I don't know.
0: I, I, I don't know. I... let's take the hot really... takes to the hardwood Yeah, going over to the NBA there is a certain European sensation right <laughs> now potentially the best European born player notice how I say European born given Giannis Antetokounmpo was born in Nigeria but is a Greek national European born Luka Doncic lighting it up for the maps i think he's a top 10 player what do you guys think
1: no 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 i don't know if i'd say that yet uh Luke certainly impressed me this year both in you know his ability to score his efficiency is a whole lot better this year um <clears throat> I, I don't know i, I want to see it for a longer period of time like i was going through the i was just looking at nba players and like i don't know I, do we really rank him over Kawhi, no. Giannis? LeBron, Steph, Embiid, Jokic, Dame, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kyrie, Cat, Russ, Jimmy Butler—like that's thirteen guys right there who I'd probably all put higher than Luka Doncic right now. I think Luka has the capability to become a top ten player. I don't know if I'd say it yet. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's getting, like guys like this don't just like like he's been doing really well for like a pretty I guess sustainable period of time. I don't think he's gonna get worse. I think he's only going to get better. But, I don't know, I I can't put him there yet when I have all these other guys, all these other all-stars, you know, pros, first teams, whatever, that I just named off, that have been established in this league for, you know, three, four, five
2: years. I can't put him there yet. Yeah, I think he's playing like a top-ten player right now, and so I can't say right now he is a top-ten player just because he doesn't have the track record that some of the guys like Ringgold said, but... I think he will continue the way he's playing and then solidify himself in the top 10 once the season's over and show that he can do it over an entire season. Because right now he's averaging 30, 10.6 rebounds and 9.4 assists through 14 games. And even if those numbers dip some, like go down to like 25, 9, and 8, that's still like just under the broad numbers. That's <laughs> still so an all- all-star probably first like, team season. Yeah, like... like top, at least top five MVP voting if he keeps that up. Yeah. If not more. I grew flat.
0: I'd say on your list, ring there are a few interesting players. Russell Westbrook. Would you take Russell Westbrook over Luka Doncic right now?
1: Like going forward, or well, like no, I need to win one game. I'm, ta- I'm taking Russell Westbrook.
0: Even like on the team, like I'm saying, looking at these players, Westbrook's losing some athleticism. Yeah. He's not a He's quality three-point shooter, and he turns the ball over a lot. Mm-hmm. Luka is. He has a very high usage rate. He has a 35.2 usage rate in the high 30s, like in the mid 30s. There is what guys like Harden and other guys get. He's the youngest think, player right I didn't now. put Harden but, on that list. Harden also is obviously Durant. You also might not be on that list, of yeah. course. You have to think <laughs> about injuries as well.
1: But Harden and Durant are two guys I didn't even put on that list. I'd make it 15. That I'd probably take over Lucas still. I mean,
0: I mean Jokic, you have yeah, there. Jokic had one good season last year and. He's admittedly slumped year. to begin the year. He, he, had, some, yeah, he had some very low-effort plays. So there's an exchange where he just sort of lazily toss it out of bounds. Opponents in the first few games were shooting 80% against him at the rim.
1: He's kind of fat and doughy right now. He dude. is. It's
0: like, <laughs> not even like, <him>. kind of. He's <laughs> a big man. He's, he's Yeah, he's a big boy. I think with Luka, Fly he had the good point of he probably will be by the end of the season. He's already tied with Magic Johnson's record for triple-doubles in an age 20 season. We are at 14 (laughs) games. That's pretty good. He passes the eye test. Watching him play this year, he's reading defenses better. When he gets into pick-and-roll situations, he's able to bait guys with his eyes and with ball fakes as he's moving to either get the help defender to come more into the paint, which lets him skip out for a three, or look like he's going for that three but then get even one step for his role man to just lay it up for a really nice lob he's thinking even better than he did last year and that was one of his biggest strengths his iq the fact that he's not overly athletic he had some percentage concerns shooting wise but he's a smart player he's really smart he's driving the ball more than last year last year was at 14.7 drives he's up to 18 drives he's also up from 84 touches last year to 101 touches so it makes sense that he's putting up more stats He's doing it in a really impressive way.
1: His efficiency is a whole, I like, guess, significant yeah. amount better. He's shooting, I think, almost like 49% from the field now. Last year was like b- about 42, if I remember correctly.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: really, like, his efficiency rating is like 32, like, way over league average. So, yeah. And how is he younger than us?
0: I, <laughs> oh, now,
1: wow. Wait, how old is he? 20? 20.
0: I'm in my 22-age frisbee season. Oh, I might be. I, he might be older than me. Really? I turned 21 in July. That's true. He might be able to yeah, I'm 21.
1: 21. I, I bet when my dad listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, well, like, why aren't you doing that when you're 20? Like, why aren't you doing that? He always does that when I, when I, whenever someone... Like young, Juan Soto. When, yeah. Why, why aren't you winning the World Series as a 20-year-old and hitting home runs?
0: I feel worse about guys like Bronny and Zaire Wade. Oh, I, like 16 Yeah. Yeah. They have... I don't think 19 televised ESPN games for their <laughs> high school, which is more than like 10 NBA teams, which is really entertaining to me.
1: Ronnie and <laughs> man. Uh, that's that's really cool, actually. Have uh, 3 million some followers. I was going to say, months. yeah. Okay, right? They come to Michigan. That they're one, not coming to Michigan. <laughs> I don't think they're going to college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? You don't think so? No. But, like UCLA or something like that? No.
0: I By that point, the oh, NBA is moving oh, yeah, yeah, towards true, potentially true. high school. What do they have to gain by going to college? all It's only the colleges that would get something. Yeah. This is a bit of a sidebar, but thinking about the NCAA, James Wiseman, the number one player in the country, had his eligibility issue resolved, I say with air quotes, because he was suspended 11 games, and he was ordered to donate $11,500 to a charity to repay yeah. what Penny Hardaway what? paid his family to move before Penny Hardaway was the coach, but they decided to retroactively count him as a booster. What on? How is what? this president force someone to donate money? You're asking a college student. Imagine if any of us were asked to donate $11,000 or yeah. we would be ineligible, and thus our scholarship could we'll have like, that we kind we of money. I have yeah. nowhere close to that kind of <laughs> money. It's arbitrary. It's dumb. <laughs> and this should be a really clear just last gasp for the NCAA. Guys like Brian and Zaire are getting nowhere close. Yeah. They have seen what can happen if you go. They're just going right to the league.
1: I mean, I think the only, like, I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous for the NCAA to ask for that and like not pay their players like I don't really know where I stand that on that whole issue and it's like a whole nother topic but I don't know like, it's just kind of ridiculous to me um one more side note how about our our boy Duncan Robinson the other night I, oh happy
2: so yes. how yes. about That's our boy so. So. against his
1: old coach nine for 15 from the field all of those nine were three pointers <laughs> dropped 29 points on his old former college coach
0: hasn't been done in about 15 years of a guy taking 15 threes and hitting nine of them Robert Horry was the last one to do it that heat team get another quick sidebar crazy that they find guys yeah, like, yeah uh, they're I mean they're,
1: they're really finding diamonds in the rough I don't know if they sustain it like I don't know if they're like they what are they second round exit maybe in the playoffs. But that's
0: better than all of us probably thought. We thought yeah, oh, yeah. In the first, first round dungeon playoff Seven yeah. eight seed, yeah.
1: I mean, Duncan Robinson, like I was watching him play the other night I, just, I mean, like, I don't see him being an all-star or anything like that, but he looked confident. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> no. it's, it's a show about hot takes. I mean I'm just making clear to our our listening audience that we're not we're not saying that, but he looked he looked like a confident three point shooter out there, you know. It's maybe, a hot enough
0: maybe, that he's on the roster. Maybe maybe he's
2: a role he's player. Star- well, he's about a starter. Yeah, he's starting. Okay. Maybe he has Crazy. a nice
1: career as a role player. Who knows? But,
2: and then meanwhile, Jordan Poole's on pace for the worst shooting season of all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. slash nephew
1: turned to trash. I don't know. Trash nephew.
0: Trash <laughs> 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 nice. Ouch. I'm not That's, crazy silly, <laughs> that leads in really nicely. The thing about some disappointments, we've talked about great guys, Robinson, Luka. I mean, both white guys, interestingly. But disappointments
2: <laughs> oh, for
0: the league so far. There's about four teams that we've kind of thought could potentially be the biggest. San Antonio Spurs, Portland Trail Blazers, Golden State Warriors, Detroit Pistons. Flat, who do you think is the most disappointing?
2: Uh, so I'd far. say Spurs so far okay. just because they took the number two seed Nuggets to game seven last year in the first round. They have talented guys on the team. They have probably the greatest coach of all time in Popovich uh-huh. and they're still like bottom of the Western Conference and it's just something we haven't seen in decades out of them. Literally since the 90s. Yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> like before we were born. Like yeah, yeah. Like, Spurs have always been good. <laughs> like, yeah, so that's yeah. What's been most disappointing to me, obviously, like, I'm a Pistons fan, and they've been very disappointing, but honestly, uh, they weren't going to do anything significant this year anyway, and I want them to be... First round sweep? uh, Oh, yes, that was their peak. would have been a first round sweep. (laughs) So, yeah, I want them to get a top five pick, so keep losing Pistons. Trust the process. Spurs are probably the most disappointing team to me so far. To me, it's, it's Portland. Um, okay. I,
1: I don't think, I mean, I don't know. We talked about the Warriors. I don't think it's the Warriors. I mean, their injuries, like, are obviously are upsetting for Warriors fans. But, like, what I mean, what do you want them to do? Like, if you look at who's on their starting lineup right now, like, it's just not good. It's not going to win in the West. And, obviously, they're super injured right now. So, like, I don't know. Injuries kind of suck. I'm looking at a team like Portland that has Damian Willard, and CJ McCollum and is what five and twelve right now in the Western Conference? I don't know how you can be that bad. I mean, they're desperate enough to sign Carmelo Anthony, which definitely means they're not winning a championship. Welcome back, Mellow. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back, Mellow. But I don't know. I I, 18 I, last I night. Just, they have they have good players. Like I don't know why I don't know why they're they're so bad right now.
2: I've seen rumors of Blake to uh, Portland For to save their middle. season. Uh, for I don't know why the Pistons are doing it. I saw like Nasir Little, another player, and like three first-round picks. Hassan Whiteside. Mm, <laughs> Jesus. Actually, yeah, it was Hassan Whiteside. Wow. The expiring contract. Oh, yeah.
0: Bad trade. Why yeah. would you
2: want Hassan Whiteside? I mean, just a clear cap once his contract expires, and then hope. The late players can still suck to get a higher first round pick. But that is. Yeah. I don't see Dane, CJ, and Blake sucking.
1: I mean, I'm looking at this that's roster and awesome. right I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, Nurkic, Hazonia, like, I don't know. Why are they so bad? I, I don't watch that much Western basketball. But Maybe it's just the West is so tough. It's tough, but I feel like Portland should at least be like 500 with this roster.
0: Then, if you're looking at the roster, then you're missing, In at least for me, something that's kind of obvious. Who are their forwards? Their forwards mm, are two good now cars. Carmelo Anthony, who they just recently signed, but before Rodney that. Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood, yeah. who's a 6'6 solid, shooting guard. Solid.
1: Zach yeah, Collins, sure.
0: their power forward, is now out for four months with a shoulder injury. Mario Hazonia has been a bust since he was supposed to be a solid player. Nasir Little, looking through it also, Jalen Horde. Just absolute scraping the bottom sort of guy from Wake Forest. Anthony Tolliver, past his prime. Nurkic is hurt. Kent Bazemore is a six-four guy who listed as a small forward. They got rid of Mo Harkless yeah. and Alfred Gamino, yeah. and oh, how did I mean, they think right. they were going to get better? <laughs> By giving up their two forwards and bringing in nothing. I, that's, I was really close to point Portland here too. But their injuries, I think, have really done it. When, you're, when you don't have Dane, when you don't have Nurkic, when you're losing yeah, who you really wanted awesome. to be your starting power forward, they've had three of their starters out. So yeah. it's, it's kind of the Golden no, State No, that's thing. a good
1: point. That's a good point.
0: Golden State having I mean, to start Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Shout true. out Eric Pastel. I'm trying to pronounce that well. wrong right now, but I won't be soon when he continues to dominate as a 41st pick in the draft. The Spurs are another interesting one. They're bad at defense. That's yeah, their thing. They're 5th in offense and 28th in defense. How's DeRozan right? doing this year? DeRozan's having a good scoring season, but he's taking .33s a game. .33s? 0.3 3, 3,
1: so he he's, he's not a great three-point shooter, but he needs to do, be doing more Giannis than that. is
0: not a great three-point shooter, but he takes that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, to, he needs to, he needs to, right to be right taking more. Time. The threat needs to be there. and he's not. That's there. the difference, yeah. Yeah, but Ben Simmons is taking more threes than DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> <than. laughs> I'm gonna I'm sorry to hurt you like this, Flat. The Pistons yeah. are the most disappointing team in the NBA. Sure, they missed Blake for ten games, but how do you explain a twenty-fourth in the league defensive rating when you've played the twenty-seventh hardest schedule so far and you're at four and ten? How do you explain that? When you're twenty-seventh in defensive rebounding with Andre Drummond, yeah. <laughs> how do you explain that? How do you explain letting Bruce Brown and Markeith Morris, who are third and six in minutes played, get on the dang floor when Bruce Brown has a 90 offensive rating, very bad, and a an 113 defensive rating, very bad. That's a negative 23 net rating there. <laughs> Marquise Morris has a 98 offensive rating and a 113 defense rating, negative 15. Two of your top six guys are awful and Dwayne Casey has done nothing. From here on out, they have the 14th hardest schedule. Uh, Why do you think yep. they're gonna do anything from now on? This is a team that bringing in Derek Rowe is to be a sixth man, even though he's been injured. Having Blake and Drummond, Blake returning off of a very good season. Having a guy like Dwayne Casey with a proven record, Luke Kennard improving, this is a, an abject failure. They're one of the worst teams in the league, maybe not by record, but just the places they should be good, they're bad. Rebounding, yeah.
1: all that. <sighs> that rebounding stat is shocking to me. That's literally all you pay Andre Drummond like $28 million yeah. a year for is to rebound.
2: Yeah, <laughs> That's literally yeah. all you pay him to do. Yeah, <laughs> And we haven't won a single playoff game in 10 years and haven't had higher than a seventh pick in the draft. Single game? single game in the playoffs. We so have. you're basically stuck in that mediocrity And it's just range. the worst place to be. It's and terrible. I just want to bottom out.
1: It's like where Charlotte like, kind of was. Like You're just like an, a seven, eight seed. You're not getting a top pick. You're making the playoffs every now and then, maybe every other year, whatever. But missing like, on all those. Picks but you're gonna, get, or... you're gonna lose in the first round, and you're gonna miss on the good picks. It's a tough yeah. one. The so, so, Sixers were there, like in, 20, in 2010, 2011, 2012. That's why we tanked. You got, you got to tank. I want to tank so do bad. Do it. Do it. Start a process. Yeah. The league won't want you to, but but you should do it.
0: Yeah. Where Where do you send a guy like Drummond?
1: Uh,
2: try to trade him. The
0: Hawks. And, yeah. The Hawks take him. They uh, a hole at center. They could uh, offer some cap relief. You could maybe try and gouge Twitter out of there at this point. Twitter is injured. Chandler gone state. I don't know. That would hurt the, the, the cap too much. their <laughs> cap's way too much. Blake. I would have said the Celtics for Blake, but the Celtics are
2: mowing people down. Yeah, yeah they, they don't need anybody. This... And Blake's the Celtics are so weird to me. Million. I don't
1: understand how they like. Two years ago, they go to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. Last year, they're, like, what, like, the four? I think they were the four seed. They lost in the second round with Kyrie. Now they have Kemba. They've lost Al Horford and Kyrie Irving, gained Kemba Walker. From, like, a neutral context standpoint, that's probably a net loss by everyone's standards. And now they're, like, 11-2 and mowing people down. Like, I don't know. They almost beat the Clippers in L.A. the other day. I know that was, like, a whatever controversial game. But, like, I don't know. The Celtics... We beat him opening night and I was like, Oh yeah, like we got this. And now they're like kicking teams and I am kinda of scared, honestly. Like Steven seems to have like figured out how to get the best out of his players and that's
0: what he always does. It's because they have probably a top two coach in the NBA right now. Top two? Top two. I yeah. put him up there with Pop and uh, I don't know, Pop's showing shown a stubbornness to not adjust to the three point yeah. era. And it's starting to show How about Dan Tony? He's got the Rockets playing well? he has james harden yeah. playing well and their defense can be whatever it wants Chop liver as long as harden continues to absolutely immolate and just decimate any team in front of him they're gonna be good no brad stevens is the common denominator in those seasons you mentioned yeah. Kyrie has a reputation of having a great start rotting his way out of a team <laughs> and then Saying that he's learned his lesson, <laughs> except for except for the 2016 year, that was the the end of his golden yeah. hour. <laughs> that was... Even before that, yeah, there were players that would come out and say that he would just kind of stew off in the corner like a, a a child. It is really just odd to think about. But Stevens is the guy who's been there. Stevens is the one who's figured out how to get good minutes out of Jalen Brown, Daniel yeah. Tice, get Marcus Smart to grow into a guy who's taking about three or four threes a game at forty percent when Marcus smart couldn't hit like water if he fell out of a boat shooting when he came out of Oklahoma State yeah. he's been the most impressive he's a great basketball mind. yeah
1: he really is I, like it, he's everything that like I feel like you want your coach to be getting them he literally gets the most out of like you know a lot of mediocre players he really does
0: yeah let's hop over to the west because right down the east it, it's Interesting, but I think the West is really where you you look at basketball as being the highest right now It's the most entertaining Lakers on top. You guys watched any of the Lakers at all. Uh, yes song, Yeah,
1: I watched a little bit and I'm sure I'm like They're being gassed up by House of Highlights because all they like to do is post about <laughs> the Lakers But like we all know that LeBron is still there. He's still the king. I mean, he is still there. He's He's, <laughs> he's playing out of his mind honestly
0: Yeah, LeBron's for, for very age. impressive. Yeah, Lakers have three players in the top six in dunks. They're dunking the heck out of the Who is <laughs> it? LeBron, AD? I think it's JaVale. AD, Dwight, and JaVale. LeBron isn't uh, out there. JaVale, my
1: boy? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go! Top five center. Top, top one center. <laughs> that, is that a hot take? The take is Burns, the podcast,
0: to the ground. Is that time. a hot take? <laughs> That's a hot JaVale take. JaVale is the guy. He's the GOAT, man. Yeah. Second is the Nuggets. Yeah. Interesting. Jokic hasn't been that good to start the season. Last year he had a slow start too, about 16, 8, and 7. He's so fat. He Yeah. <laughs> Dude
2: he just he's looks fat-sharing.
0: like no, I'm not fat shaming. I just don't know how you can like have a sustained
1: NBA career with like as a center who's like seven foot whatever being that heavy, like it's probably not good for your knees. Like he just looks huge. He's a good player, but he's huge.
0: I'm fat shaming him. If He's being paid his max contract. Yeah. How right. do you not hire like a personal chef in the office? How do you not do What is he like- eating like, Tasty Cason? <laughs> what isn't he eating, <laughs> And the fact is, right now, it's not mattering. He's hit two game winners since his like, colon open. Oh, don't remind he, me. Exactly, yeah. Two uh, back-to-back nights. He had a 27-12 and four game the other night to lead them. The Nuggets? We're always going to be a good regular season team as well. I haven't seen it for Murray yet. They need a second guy. If Jamal Murray is not the guy, they're going to lose in the second round again. I Paying think a ton of money, he's got to be it. He better be it, or this is the kind of thing that cripples a young franchise. We like get an Andrew Wiggins' contract. Ooh, I'm so excited to rebuttal you once we get to the T-Wolves. <laughs> I'm so excited. But the yeah. guy... Wiggins has
2: not been bad.
0: Yeah, I can, we can jump there right now. Oh, is he elite finally? I will never say that Andrew Wiggins is elite, and this is coming from an admitted Andrew Wiggins stand since he's been in high school. There were certain games, such as when he played West Virginia, I thought he was turning the corner. Well, it took until his age 24 season to maybe turn the corner, but look at it now. He's jumped his points from 18.1 points up to 25.6. He actually has a positive offensive, like, box plus minus. He has a 2.8 there compared to all of the rest of his seasons, either being like 0.2 or negatives. He's actually contributing on both ends. He's contributing in other parts of the box score, rebounding, assist. He's driving to the hole more, which is something he should always do as a 6-7 dude who's lanky, can jump out of the gym. And he's taking a lot less mid-range shots. He's basically going more towards the Harden Rockets idea of layups and threes and is working. He's looked a lot better, and that's the reason the T-Wolves are even in the playoff picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like His, his two-point percentage is 54% right now. I'm looking at the stats. They definitely look a lot better. Um, I can't really argue with that. I mean, I don't know. Like The track record indicates to me that that's not sustainable. Sure. Or he averaged 23.6 in 2016, 2017. Like, I don't know. If he can keep doing this, I mean, it would definitely be a win for the T-Wolves, but
0: yeah i don't know what about Harden? speaking of guys who are on real tears that's absurd that's street. That's be was crazy MVP favorite what 32
1: 30 point games in a row yeah that's absolutely he's, absurd he's just mowing dudes down yeah i mean he just gets he draws so many fouls and he's a great free throw shooter. yeah i mean, sure. he just yeah like, i mean like, what does he t- what, probably, what, what do you, do you think averages like free throws per game like 13 14 15 yeah. somewhere in there that's crazy and he's probably making like 11 or 12 of those every game yeah that's like you know 12 free like free points every game i mean do
0: you guys hate it watching
2: s- yeah i don't like to watch him play but I, hate watching I respect him, play. him but
1: it's nah, tough to watch
2: I, I don't hate i don't hate watching him play why, why do you hate watching him play uh just all the fouls slow the game down it i see it's just kind of cheesy just to like like try to draw the fouls, uh, just chucking up threes. Like I, I definitely respect what he's doing, but it's just not. It watchable. can be slow. It can be slow. I don't know. I, I always, I think
1: Harden, watching Harden at the end of games, like the last like two and a half minutes, I just think is thrilling. Like yeah. I always try. Like I like to tune into like close Rockets games at the end because I feel like he's always hitting that clutch shot. Like he's, he's getting that bucket that you need. He's hitting a ridiculous
0: three. I don't know. I think he's fun to watch. I like him, but I would say he'd have uh, probably two more trophies if he didn't get to the line as much. MVP trophies. People didn't get to the line? Yeah. If he got his scoring in the same way from somewhere else, if he wasn't someone who paraded to the line, he'd be more respected nationally. And I think probably last year he would have won it over Giannis if he had a better national perspective. And then in one of the Curry seasons, not the unanimous Curry season, where he became a supernova and changed basketball forever. But in the other Curry season, Harden had just as good of an argument. In the Westbrook season, it came down to the triple-double over just... Harden having like 32-7 and 11. Very much something that hasn't been done since Oscar as well. Yeah. So I definitely think Harden is one playing maybe the angriest in the NBA based on all the snubs he thinks. and. Play is the least appealing form of basketball you can.
1: Yeah, I understand that. I don't know. I find him exciting to watch at the end of games, but I get where you're coming from. Do we want to transition into the uh, burner Burnergate scandals? That I would there? love to. So so I'll start with this. Um, as an Eagles fan, I have an opinion on Nelson Aguilar. I have always been a Nelson Aguilar fan. Um, I... He's obviously frustrated me, you know, his first two seasons were not great. He had a really nice 2017, pretty good 2018, and now he's just taking a lot of heat in Philly right now. Um, He's not even the worst receiver on the team this year, though it's Alshon, Alshon is dropping everything. I went through and looked at every single drop that we've had this year. Alshon has like seven drops, it's absurd, and they're, Mm -hmm. like, you you understand a guy getting older and slowing down, Like, but you don't expect a guy to get older and lose his hands. And that's what happened to Alshon. He got older and he, I don't, maybe he's having a bad stretch, but it doesn't look like his hands are there. The reason we pay Alshon is because he's a 50-50 guy and he can get up and he has good hands. Um, Maybe the Saints game last year kind of scarred him. I hope not. (laughs) But the thing with Aguilar is like, this dude is kind of like a scapegoat in Philly because he never makes the big play. Like he's always in a position where he has the ability to make a big play and doesn't. Like. Uh, the game last week where he dropped the fourth down against New England, I, I don't blame him. I think mean, Agler should probably make that catch. It's a catch, a catchable ball. But we're never in that fourth down situation where Belichick has to bring in all zero blitz if Wentz just hits Ertz for the easy, you know, eight yard gain or on, on first and third down. So, I think Aguilar takes too much heat. He deactivated his Instagram, and that around that same time, this burner account allegedly popped up. Um, I listened to an interview. He was like very in like he very intently wanted to address the media He was like listen, like can we talk about this like it wasn't me like and I, I don't think it was him It definitely wasn't him. It would be way too obvious the the name on the on on the burner account is Efam 33 on Twitter his middle name is I am I'm, I'm gonna butcher it, but it's a fam mule something like that why would a guy create a burner account with his own name in it. That's way too obvious. When you look at the tweets, there's tweets along the lines of like, like you won't appreciate us until we're gone, something like that. Why would a guy who's on a burner account use it from the first person? It's either, no, it's either an Eagles fan who has way too much time on his hands, who's just trying to create drama, which is very common in Philly, or Nelson Aguilar is just unbelievably stupid and he probably created the worst burner account ever, which I don't think he's dumb enough to do something like that. It's definitely some fan who's trying to do that and I don't know, I don't think Nelson Aguilar is the type of guy to, to do that. I've listened to him for five years now. He's just some idiot. Is it you? burner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I I did not make the burner. I did not. However, I, I do I have been an angelord defender slash sympathizer. He obviously needs to be playing better for for what he's getting paid, but no,
2: nah, he he didn't make the burner. That's no. <laughs> not him. Yeah, because that burner was going at Carson once, and that's what I thought was really interesting was if it was him attacking. Because usually guys use burners to defend themselves, but he was going at once. Yes. Blaming once for all of his problems.
1: And. I, the thing is, like, sure, Foles threw a better deep ball than Wentz, but I don't know. I, when you, the thing that was suspicious to me about that account was that, as soon as all of it, like, as soon as it got exposed and got national media attention, all of the tweets were deleted. Like, you think th- you think that would be an indicator that a guy who had the burner account would do that as right. soon as it got attention?
2: Like, why? Wow. I, I figured the guy would want it? the attention and yeah, guy like an opinion, opinion, opinion. Or would want it to be deleted. Well. That's what I'm saying, like I feel
1: like Aglor, nah, I don't know man, I, I just thought it was kind of weird that all the tweets were deleted, like why would it, w- wouldn't you delete all those tweets? Would you not? If, if like, I was if, Agler, if, if you yeah. were if you, Exactly, if you were Aglor you would yeah. delete all those tweets, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. If, if it was like, that's why I think it's suspicious, because oh, okay, yeah. Aglor would delete all those tweets if it was exposed, you'd want them to go away. If it really was just a fan, then why would the fan just care? So but that's the only thing that was kind of like, weird to me, alarming to me, but I still don't think
0: it's or, Who's the most famous athlete to ever get caught with a burner? Uh, the snake KD. himself. K D. And what did K D talk about? He ragged on Westbrook and he ragged on Donovan. That's kinda similar to what Aguilar, quote unquote, is doing, talking about Wentz's balls not being as good as Foles. And I mean, Durant has publicly admitted to this burner. In this is <laughs> a well known yeah. thing. Yeah. I feel somewhat for like professional athletes, I mean Looking at Durant, looking at Aguilars, it's obviously like they care a lot about what other people think. Look at Kentavious Caldwell-Pope's is genuinely sad because he's not even really fighting back. He's just saying like, "Casuals don't get it." And that like, one looks how more legit. Feels that just yeah. is, it was a little sad. That one looks more legit to me than the Aguilar one. I don't know. I kind of think it's a bitch move to do this. I really. Don't, don't think really it's
1: it. it's insecure that's what it is i mean they're, they're insecure about themselves like, why experience. do they care what a guy
0: like sam ringle thinks whoa whoa well <laughs> <laughs> sam <laughs> ringle's <laughs> on a nationally credible podcast yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. why do they you care what e or fam 33 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: nah it it's definitely and the thing is like it's a comp like it, i feel like it's probably common a lot of players probably have burner accounts but you know, it, it's, it's not the first time in Philly that, that there's been a burner account. Yeah. When you look, when you look at Brian Colangelo who had burn, several burner accounts and his wife, Barbara Bettini, also running burner <laughs> accounts, I don't, I mean... That was wild. It was, absol- it was absolutely wild. That was crazy, but um, I don't know. I, I I think if, like, the thing is, Brian Colangelo didn't ever really address it with the media. Aguilar made a point to to address it with the media. Like, he had heard about it from one of his friends and, like, Jew, like literally said, like hey, like I want to, like can we address this really quickly? Like I want to address this that it wasn't me. So I don't know. That also kind of makes me think that it wasn't him. It's a good way to deflect blame. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's always another side, but I don't know. I'd... Yeah. I, I think, think, think it's just more likely that it's some
2: idiot fan trying to create drama. My goal for this podcast has become so famous that we need burner accounts to defend our takes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to have a burner account. <laughs> I actually do have a burner account.
0: Oh, really? I do, And yeah. then you tweet from it?
2: You tweet at, You gotta find uh, it. At, you gotta uh, find it. You tweet at the Saints. I do. Apartment.
0: No, I actually do.
1: I do use, <laughs> no, I'll admit it right now. I use a second Twitter account to just, like, tweet at athletes, tweet at, like, sports players. What you just saying? randomly. Actually,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I do. What
1: do you <laughs> say? I just, uh, I just tweet random things. Like, <laughs> Do you like,
0: trash them? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I know. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Wow. It's I
1: wasn't EVAM 33, but I have a, I have a, yeah, I, I kind of have a burner account. What's, I mean, the, I worst, have, what's like, the
2: worst thing you are I have, have so. no followers. I'm not
1: doing anything profane, like, you should go, like, bleep yourself or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just saying, like, like you need to play better. Like like I I never actually no, I haven't tweeted at once, but like I guess an example would be like, dude, like just hit the check down already.
2: Like, I don't know. <laughs> and you think that they're gonna see it. Like, Ringo 2345. <laughs> like, oh, he's telling me to hit the check
1: down, I better do that. No. <laughs> I mean no, I don't know, I just I think it's fun, like I don't wanna I don't wanna tweet athletes on my personal Twitter account. So like I I just have a second one that I use I have no followers, I follow like a bunch of my favorite athletes and I've just like I tweeted this. Wait, do you follow
0: your own original Twitter No, show? no, no, no,
1: no. Ah, oh, no, dang it. No, I don't know. Nah, you
2: can't find my burner. No. I t- uh,
1: yeah, I thought like I thought
2: Town is the is best. best. <laughs> 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 I'm surprised you guys don't have burners.
1: I'm just not on Twitter that much to post. I mean my so burger, I It's not like my burner account actually means anything because I'm just like a dude who goes to Michigan. Like it's not that I'm not that special, but I think it's fun. <laughs> I don't know, man, it's fun. But I'm not Efan 33, I promise. I'm
0: not Efan
2: 33.
0: <laughs> well, you'll see that on the front of SportsCenter. Sam Ringgold's burner accounts upcoming today. But I think with that, we're signing off on The Takeover. I'm Rowan Kent. Sam Ringgold. Ryan Fodder Have a blessed day.